Yeah. <laughs> it is one of the lamest jokes I've ever heard, but it's so lame that it went like past lame or full circle back around to totally awesome. I, think, I hope Dante would appreciate. I think he would. Appreciate the Dante. Given his sense of humor, which we will talk about a lot today, okay. uh yeah, I'd say he I'd say he'd enjoy it. Okay. It'd be a fair bet. I hope. Um so welcome to Behind the Hype, uh, week two of Joe Dante Month. Uh, we've got a lot of Dante coming at you. Chewie and I even, for our uh, our new segment, even watched yet another Joe Dante movie. Lots of Joe Dante today. Um, the movie of the week is Gremlins 2, colon. Electric Blue. Or, do either one of you know the subtitle? It's The New Batch. There it is! Yeah, The New Batch. <laughs> I was like, did either one of you pay attention to the subtitle because i don't think it's actually in the opening credits no but it's on the vhs box set or the box you watch this on vhs no but i remember seeing the box for it okay i was like i was gonna be very impressed if you're like i'm going all the way back i'm gonna watch this as if it came out today yeah no i did i totally did (laughs) the cover art always made me think of that one comedian the old guy that played god a lot smoked a big cigar no, no. Glasses. No, he's not George Carlin. I just heard old comedian and God, and I just immediately went to George Carlin. No, 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 no. I got it. I, I'll, I'll look it up while we stall. You remember who that guy is? While we stall. Uh, <laughs> George Burns. George, George Burns. Burns. How could you forget George Burns? <laughs> I'm going to take out my horrible singing and put in the actual thing. Maybe. Probably not. But George Burns. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, it works. Um, so, I, so I suppose we should probably get started, right? Yeah, sure. we should just start talking about Gremlins two, or we can let's dive right in. Let's dive right into the Dante. All right, we'll dive right into the Dante with our new segment. Uh, you might remember uh, classic listeners, or whatever we're going to call the people who were listening before it became behind the hype. Uh, our segment, Where Have You Been Doing? Where we go around the table and say things that we have been doing. And we're going to update that segment for our new show, Behind the Hype, to Where Have They Been Doing? Ah, mm. uh, yeah. We, we try real hard over here. But it got a good laugh out of John when I told him, so we're keeping it. <laughs> I'm really uh, hard to amuse. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's my perfect brand of, was that a joke? Um, the Brian Way. <laughs> uh, it's so the dot, dot, dot of jokes. Yeah joke-ish joke adjacent is what we go for here um so for where have they been doing we're going to try to dive into whatever filmmaker uh we've been covering for that month into something that we don't have time to do a full episode on so chewing i watched a movie i'm not sure if john had time to get around to one but we'll go first we watched small soldiers Ooh. uh it's one of those most people if they know joe dante they either know him from gremlins or small soldiers at least in our demographic some people still might remember the burbs but for the most part, I think it's kind of these two. Um, very similar movies, if you think about it. Like, small-town America gets taken over by little tiny things that should be kind of cute and fun, but end up going on a murderous rampage. And both have Dick Miller in tiny parts. And uh, Robert Picardo. Who's Robert Picardo in there? He's the doctor. <clears throat> oh, yeah. From and Voyager. Who's also in Gremlins 2 today. He's in Gremlins 2. And, yeah. most- and I just looked at his IMDb. He's also in Inner Space. He's another so Joe Dante guy. Definitely a Joe Dante he's guy. A Joe Dante guy. <laughs> Him, Dick Miller, um, the director from last week's uh, Hollywood Boulevard, yeah. also pops up in Gremlins too. Mm-hmm. Joe Dante kept his friends around. He really did. It does. does. He's not dead. He's not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he didn't keep his enemies closer. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> uh, but all in all, I like Small Soldiers. I, I don't think it's the best movie ever. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's. Uh, I won't even put it in his top five personally. But it's an entertaining little like hour and 45 minute thing it's a strange movie to me like i I wonder if if he saw toy story (laughs) and went you know what i can run with that i can dante this 
Dante this up. It has a lot of similarities. Oh, yeah. The whole, like, freezing whenever there's somebody else around. Yeah. Um, that's the end being, of my list. Well, being a little too <laughs> into your programming. Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, learning Very to much live so. yeah. outside your programming. There's a little boy that helps the good guys. And uh, I guess that's where it ends. But there I, are similarities, just, for sure. And it did come out after Toy Story, so. Yeah. Yeah, I just remember. reasons it suffered. I uh, just remember with that movie being blown away that the it was switched. Like the cover had the soldiers, the army men. And I was like, oh, those are probably the good guys. And then watching the movie and being kind of surprised at the turn. Because I was younger when I watched it. That the the monster looking ones were the good guys. I was so excited for that damn movie. That by the time it came out, I'd seen the trailer so many times somehow. Because the internet didn't exist. But I had known that they were the bad guys. Or maybe I read it in something. Maybe my dad, because my dad knew I was into it, so he'd always save like Entertainment Weekly for me if there's a movie in there that I was excited for. So maybe like I saw that already, but oh okay, I went into it knowing they were the bad guys. Um, and I just remember being really excited for the war, huh? Yeah, because I was all over the trailers. <laughs> um, and then like that moment comes in the movie, I'm like, yeah, it's here, and then it's over in like 30 seconds. And oh, they go back to the school. Another movie that it reminds it's a match for me in my brain. It's a mashup of Toys and Toy Story. Easy. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of toys, as you I know, know but it's... Uh, I love toys. I know. Um, it's a boring slog of it a movie. It is not it boring. Is so It is pain, OT as fuck, okay? Painfully <laughs> boring. It's like... I bet Joe Dante likes toys. Yeah, Joe Dante is not flawless. Hmm. <laughs> as we were talking... <laughs> Whatever. Oh, there goes, there goes Dante as a listener. Oh, I'll damn. Have, I'll talk to Dante about how good toys is someday, and we won't invite you. It'd be so great if he's like, it's okay. I mean, it's kind of well, boring. We can at least talk to each other still about it and still not invite you. That's that's fine. I'm okay with it. Yeah, strange uh, John- person who came up to me talking about toys. Uh, yeah, it's a slog. Let's talk about toys. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because the set dressing was amazing. <laughs> a very random day. Um, John, did you have time to dive in any more Dante over the past week? Unfortunately, no. The plan is still to do the howling, though, so... We can expect one from ne- for next time. Perfect. Um, so with that, let's dive into Gremlins 2. Gremlins. I've been watching a lot of uh, videos Muppets. Uh, of Muppets and uh, Constantine is <laughs> just sneaking into my, my everyday <laughs> conversation. I'll give you what you want. What you want. You want a taste of cupcake? I'll give it to you. I fucking love that movie. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's practically a gremlin himself. Oh, yeah. Um, totally. So Gremlins 2. Uh, who wants to do a breakdown really quick? I did last week for Hollywood Boulevard. All right. Well. Oh, she was diving right in. Go for, for it. For Gremlins. Oh, no. Gremlins 2. I'm letting the wrong person do this. Electric Boogaloo. The, the new, new batch. New batch. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Uh, you're, we're in New York. We're no longer in small town. I don't remember. They <laughs> uh, so, say the name like 10 times in the movie. Whatever. <laughs> uh, Billy and what's her name? Phoebe Cates. Phoebe <laughs> Kate. <laughs> Billy Peltzer and Kate Berringer are currently working at not Nakitomi Plaza. <laughs> they, uh, they're working at this new high-end advanced AI-driven skyscraper in New York and it's honestly a lot of the tech in there ain't that much different than what we're using now just you know they're very 80s versions of what we use now um and she's a tour guide and he is in the art department and then Gizmo shows up because they're destroying the old man's shop and of course Billy notices because he hears music and finds him in a lab tries to take him out of the lab uh leaves him in the office i don't remember why and then gizmo gets water on him right before kate has to pick him up and bring him home and bad timing kate didn't like any of this and she's proven right (laughs) again the woman is proven right uh about how this is a bad idea uh and so all hell breaks loose. The gremlins just keep getting wet and they keep making more of themselves. And it's just terrible. They take over the entire building. A lot of people probably die. We don't really see that happen. A lot of gremlins die. We a see lot, that happen. Yeah, a lot of gremlins die. Uh, the building guy tries to save the city and uh, he's 
a fouled that's not a word (laughs) (laughs) what are you trying to say uh he i can't think of the word it doesn't work because because of a storm so then they decide to fry all the gremlins who are trying to get out into the city uh by using an electric gremlin because all the gremlins turn into these really weird versions of themselves because they drank a bunch of genetic cocktails yep uh science man and somehow by using the gremlin who's supposed to have control of his own body in electric form loses control of his electric body and just electrocutes all of his friends and dies at the same time for some reason because he never comes back after that no don't worry about it (laughs) (laughs) um and uh, the lady gremlin survives yeah the lady gremlin survives to sexually assault a uh, human man he seemed into the doctor It Not was, at first. It was coercion. He was trapped. He couldn't get out. So well, it was going to be a while. It was going to be a while right. before they got to him. It's still right. <laughs> so at the next cocktail party, he's like, I bet a good story would be like, I fucked a gremlin once. No. He's like, I was... It's a Robin Williams joke. I, I take was... <laughs> Did he actually say that? That was about Coco the gorilla. It was... Oh. <laughs> well, she kept him trapped yes he had no recourse and she could have tried to kill him she's a gremlin it's not really a yes in that scenario fair enough (laughs) we're not going to get into that one at all we we got into (laughs) rape last week when it was very important to the movie this is like an after credit joke yeah i know um so that's gremlins 2 i skipped over a lot you did and i want to dive kind of right into the actually the thing i want to talk about first is this movie took chuck jones out of retirement which I think is really fucking cool. Um, oh, especially yeah. Given, like, last week we talked about how Joe Dante like lists <clears throat> Chuck Jones as like one of his big influences and got him out of retirement for just like two things in this movie. And it, it's awesome. And it's the uh, I nearly did a spit take when I saw the opening with the Warner Brothers logo and Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. Yeah, it's I was. Just so, I thought I was watching the wrong movie. It's one of those like I kind of assumed when I finally rewatched this thing, not that long ago for the first time since I was a kid, we, I think we watched it. It was over Christmas, right? Yes. For the first time. Yeah. After Christmas. After. Yeah. Over our Christmas trip. We, uh, we watched it. And, uh, for some reason I had just kind of assumed they would have lopped the head off of this thing. Um, when it made the transition to digital, like that was just like a VHS thing. Kind of like when you go to watch, uh, the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, it almost feels weird to not have a pizza hut commercial in the front of it. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, that was the kind of same thing here. I assumed it would be like this, but kind of like what John was saying, like, oh, it's still here. Oh, this is just wonderful. Hmm. It is interesting because it doesn't really, it doesn't tie into the movie at all. No, not even a little bit. So it's really just there to enjoy having a Looney Tunes moment at the beginning of a Gremlins movie. Well, it did come out on, it was released on the same day as the anniversary of Bugs Bunny. Yeah. So, like, they, they timed that specifically. So, like, that's there as part of, like, an anniversary of Bugs Bunny. Okay. So, no, it has nothing to do with the movie, but it it's there for a very specific reason. It's not just because, like, hey, look, we got to work with Chuck Jones, although I'm sure that was, like, 90% of it. Um, But, John, you, you dug it, too, right? Yeah, no, I, I thought it was very interesting, especially in light of what we talked about in the previous movie, just his influences. And that seeing that Looney Tunes thing in the very beginning really won me over for the movie just because it really got me into the mindset of a more cartoon like being expecting more of a cartoon more cartoonish antics just letting go and being a little bit zany it really put me in a good place for this movie yeah the, just, kind of yeah yeah the whole cartoon and zany nature of it bouncing off what you're saying it really comes down to this is very much uh, <clears throat> I'll, I'll venture to say this is the most Joe Dante movie we will cover this whole month. Um, it is just, in my mind, pure, unfiltered Joe Dante. And it comes down to a lot of how he got to make the film. Because they want him to make it like right away. Because Gremlins was a huge hit. Um, people loved it. They loved Gizmo. They thought the Gremlins were funny. They loved the whole hi-ho sequence from the first movie. They wanted a sequel. And Joe Dante is like, why? <laughs> <laughs> I made the movie. It's a great movie. Just enjoy the fucking movie. And then it watch it to, again. Yeah, just watch it again. It's great. And he's right. It is great. But they basically just went, do whatever you want. Make the movie you want. After years of pestering. After years of pestering. And because of that, he made 
what he considers the best Gremlins film. So if you're talking to Joe Dante, he would say two is better than one. I'm not sure if I agree with him depending on the day. In the way of, again, a person who saw the first one way too young. Yes. The second one is definitely a comedy. The first one is still scary. But it's funny because the first one, they still tried to gear towards kids and it's rated PG. The second one is PG-13 and they said they're going more for an adult crowd and being more violent and scary. But it, it's, but it's still more Joe Dante. And since Joe Dante has that whole influence of this cartoon Looney Tunes world, all of that comes in and it's not very scary. It's just no, fun. It's just fun. Because it is like a Looney Tunes thing. If you ever tried to live action Looney Tunes, they're freaking violent. Yeah. <laughs> it would yeah. not be very child friendly at all. I, I saw Space See Kung Fu Hustle. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the gremlins in this movie are not any more violent than Looney Tunes actually are. No, and the the other thing about it with just Joe Dante, and I'm sure John cut onto a lot of this too because this is very much his style, uh, the movie's really willing to make fun of itself. Oh, it's super meta. Yeah. John, what did you think of that stuff? Uh, yeah, that also won me to it. I think uh, there, it, it doesn't take much to win me, but meta tends to earn a lot of points with me, especially when it comes to Looney Tunesing up a thing. Uh, just a movie being aware of itself, its tropes, and deciding, oh, to hell with it, let's just play with it, is, I mean, it helps because of that foundation that, hey, we've got a cartoon at the beginning of this, very brief, little gag. We have the end credits with the Looney Tunes gag. Like, this whole thing is going to be a very comic experience, a cartoonish experience. And, yeah, no, I really like that. Especially, I I think I liked it more than the first one. But it's hard to say because it's been a lot longer since I've seen the first one. The first one was very, for me, a lot more darkly comedic. This one felt more slap, like, cartoonish. Like, it's a shift and I think the yeah. shift this way works best. Like it, it's the best, it's the best direction they could have taken it. Yeah, and like the the just kind of the jokes in general. I think just that whole like as we keep saying, like the more cartoon nature. Like the specifically, it gets down to when they go to the science lab with the gremlins. I think that's where they just really let the movie off the chain. And like we have insane things like a vegetable gremlin. Um, <laughs> we have the bat gremlin that flies through the wall and leaves the Batman logo. Mm-hmm. Um, we have <laughs> Another spit gremlin. take from me there. Oh my God. It's so good. The talking gremlin. He is fucking funny the whole mm-hmm. way through. He's funny. Like the, when he's having the conversation with, I, I forget the actor's name, but the uh, Dracula and he's like, well, what we want is civilization. Like take Robert this. Prosky. Thank you. Uh, take this gentleman here and he shoots him. Now was that civilized? No, I don't think so at all. <laughs> it's just like, what point are you making? You lunatic. Uh, it's now just, see here. We really want yeah. to. <laughs> I love that when he, he drinks the brain chemical, he freaks out, he ducks down, and he comes up with a pair of like very obvious glasses. Like, oh, here we are. You see him. <laughs> if you take a creature such as ours and you have them come in contact with genetic cocktails, they are going to something, something. So, <laughs> you did pretty good. <laughs> but it's just so damn funny. Like, it just it works so well. And I, I know... There are plenty of people out there right now probably screaming at the radios that the movie just is insane and it doesn't work. But... How does it... It totally works. Well, people think it's just stupid. It's just like the... You watch the Key and Peele sketch, which uh, which I've watched now many times. It actually only makes me think the movie a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But it is it, this whole sketch about like the Gremlins 2 pitch session where they basically go around the room just shouting out random Gremlins and, oh, it's in the movie! And it's like, okay, yeah, it's fair. <laughs> but at the same time, all of them are funny. So why is it a problem? If it works, it works. And the fact of the matter is that we have a movie that two-thirds of the way in completely just stops. Like, does a film rip and everything as if the Gremlins got into your theater and ruined your own screening. Oh, God, I remember that. Put on, uh, like, an old-school, like, 1930s softcore porn of, like, a bunch of women. Volleyball Yeah, naked women playing volleyball. Um, and they go, nudie, nudie, nudie. It's like, oh, boy, <laughs> Gremlins. <laughs> Uh, and then it's only saved by Hulk Hogan sitting in their own like, hey, people pay good money to watch Gremlins 2, so go put it on or I'll come up there. <laughs> it's like, what? 
What is this? And then movie? the gremlins like grumble as they get the reel going again. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I don't want to fight Hulk Hogan. All right. <laughs> He's like, keep ripping his shirt off. This makes me uncomfortable. Now I just watch the rest of the shirt, watch the rest of the movie with no shirt on. Yeah. And oh. he's oiled up, of course. So well, he's he, just, he I think that's just his like, morning routine. Like, yeah. <laughs> wakes up, brushes teeth, starts putting the baby oil on. <laughs> At least in the 80s. Now I don't know what he does. Now yeah, I mean, probably while you're brushing the teeth, you have to put the oil on just oh, yeah. to. Yeah, save, save time. time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, so the the only person in this movie that I, I feel isn't firing in all cylinders, and it's very unfortunate, happens to be Gizmo. If you're a Gizmo fan, Gremlins One is your movie. If yeah. you're not a huge Gris, uh, Gizmo fan, you just like the idea of the Gremlins world. Gremlins Two is more your speed, because Gizmo in Gremlins Two really doesn't do a lot. He's mostly being tortured the whole movie. Yeah, he's uh, he dances with the two dudes from uh, Terminator Two, uh-huh. and Christopher Lee, which we haven't talked about yet. We will trust me. Um, and then he's tortured by Spike for about an hour, and then he does his Rambo thing. Yeah, he's left on the train tracks. Yeah, and figures out how to be Ram. Rambo. Rambo. He has a little training montage, which yeah. is kind of cute. But like, all in all, like if you really love Gizmo and want Gizmo moments. Number one's your movie. If anything, this is just like, this is a good allegory for what it's like to have a teenager all of a sudden, and for those teenagers to not respect their parent at all. They really hate their dad. They're really mean to their dad. <laughs> like, I've never understood. Like, why are you so mean to your dad, guys? Because <laughs> Gizmo doesn't want to be a gremlin. Gizmo doesn't want to be a dad. No, he doesn't. Every time. He is so (laughs) fine with people murdering his children. Gizmo (laughs) is never consenting to his procreation. Yeah, he set one of his kids on fire. Granted, it was a spider kid. (laughs) And spider kids should die, but like. Oh, yeah. Brian got mad at me while we were watching this. I'm like, well, if Gizmo never turns into a gremlin, where did Gizmo start? Like who Chicken is and egg Gizmo situation, parents? man. Chicken and egg. <laughs> yeah. Who came first, the gremlin or the Gizmo? What it? Mogwai. Yeah. I don't know. That, that, that's a. There's just like the weirdest version of Pokemon. <laughs> sure. Well, my theory is that after like so many times of gremlins coming into the world and wreaking havoc, one evolved into the Mogwai form. Mm. Not that that answers the chicken and egg problem, but no, it works for me. But. My thing is more, the fact that the gremlins lose twice just really speaks to how stupid they are. Because they have <laughs> the best way of, like, procreating and just overrunning anything. Now, we don't know what salt water would do to them. We only know fresh water. But assuming that salt water does the same thing, chuck one in the ocean. The world is theirs. <laughs> They're just theirs. Yeah. Well, they're pure chaos. They're yeah. not, they're not very aware of their surroundings. But the all they want is civilization. What you and I have. Civilization. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's sound, simple, really. It's it simple. It sounds like a classic evil person telling you something nice. Don't look over here. <laughs> yes, I want civilization. And then he shoots a gremlin and in the face. So No. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. Don't. He's hey. making a point. Yeah. About civilized and how he's not civilized but wants to be civilized. The point was a little muddled when he shot the gremlin in the face, but before that he was doing pretty good. They're just pure chaos. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in a really entertaining way. Very entertaining. The other thing in this one uh, is the gremlins themselves that we haven't really talked that much about. Don't worry, we will get to Christopher Lee. I know he's in the movie and he must be spoken about. But, so when you look at the original gremlins film, most of the gremlins, and I'm not trying to take a knock at the movie, look pretty samey. The design's pretty similar. They're all a green and brown-ish sort of thing with teeth and yada, yada, yada. That's it. Mm-hmm. And when they were making the sequel, they talked to the special effects supervisor. And he's like, I don't really want to make those puppets because I don't just want to make a thousand of the same puppet. And they said, well, then don't. Make whatever you want. <laughs> and that's why each gremlin in this movie looks so distinctly different. And that's not just like the... When there's a mask, the mask looks a little bit different. but Or it looks pretty samey. But whenever they focus on one or another, they all have very distinct faces this time. They have different features. Um, even the Mogwai version that come out of Gizmo this time are completely different. They all look totally different. They're black and white as opposed to the brown and white. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just... I, I gotta applaud the amount of craftsmanship that just went into this film. Because like... They, 
the movie, if you're a fan of puppetry at all, this is one oh of the my best God. showcases of it. You're <laughs> agreed. Yeah, they spent a lot of time constructing these creatures. Oh yeah. And I don't know how much technology-wise they transferred between this movie and Ninja Turtles, but I'm sure there was some. Well, Which is funny that you mentioned that because the the intelligent gremlin reminded me a lot of uh, Donatello. When oh, he's yeah. being like, "Oh yes, well, you know, you see, it's doing like the Except same thing, Donatello the puppet movement." Is very lawful good, and this gremlin is very chaotic evil. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's just like in in terms of the puppetry and the mouth movement, it's just everything was so distinct with these puppets that I didn't remember them being that way from the first one. And I was just, I spent a long time watching this movie just staring at the gremlins, just even yeah. pausing every now and then, just being like marveling at the craftsmanship. I can't do that still. I still get creeped out. It, it's just, it's a lifelong thing when you see something that's scary as a child. I get it. Yeah, yeah. I've just... I mean, I also saw Gremlins as a child, and it would freak me out when I'm going to bed because I was always kind of convinced, especially after watching Gremlins 2 and like the whole elevator sequence where Phoebe Cates has them like punching through the walls at her, that as I was Ugh. sleeping, one was going to punch through the wall at me. But I loved the movie so much. It was like the only horror movie I could really get through. I don't know if I've said that about a lot of movies, but this one is uh, also on that list. This isn't a horror movie. <laughs> no, but Gremlins kind of was. For kids, they're both horror movies. This one's just a lot more palatable. Well, and for you, Chewie, it was a horror film. Yeah, so. you said the you first just- one. Yeah, first one. Had you not seen this one before we watched it? I think I had seen parts of it on TV. Oh, okay. But not not really, no. I The only part of this movie that I remembered from when I was younger was the intelligent one. And basically because he reminded me of that comedian guy. Oh, okay. Well, not, the, uh, not him singing New York, New York? <laughs> no, I never seen that before. <laughs> I fucking love that whole sequence. I love him singing the song. I love all the gremlins who got together with their big posters to make the female gremlin. Like who had the time to make that? Like gremlins are the most fascinating creatures. They are so committed to their bits. <laughs> <laughs> we could really learn a thing or two from gremlins. Oh yeah. They're nothing but chaos, but when they want to do something they think is funny, they are into it. Dude, I, I will say I really liked the gremlin who decided he was a secretary. <laughs> I like the one down in the restaurant who decided he's a waiter. He's taking orders, just like, what are you guys doing? Oh, I would never want to hang out with them, but man, they're fun to watch. Um, so let, let's kind of move a little bit into the uh, the actors of this thing, then then we'll talk a little bit more about Joe, and then we'll uh, we'll we'll start moving to the end of this, but. So a lot of people pop up in this one. There's a lot of Joe Dante regulars. We have Dick Miller here. We have, I forget his name because I, I don't have IMDb open in front of me, but the director from Hollywood Boulevard, he's the usher in the whole Hulk Hogan sequence. Um, pretty much all of his regulars pop up in one way or another. Um, but then we have new people like Christopher Lee, who is... Uh, and John Glover. And John Glover. Um, but I was going to say uh, Sauerbach is in this movie. Sauerbach. And it's so wonderful. I was looking up just kind of trivia about the movie. When Count he sh- Dooku. Or Count Dooku, sure. He's played many a famous role. Yes. We can keep going. <laughs> <laughs> but but his role, his his name in this, Dr. Catheter. Yeah, so good. Very, Amazing. Very Joe Dante joke. Um, but when he showed up on set, the first thing he did was apologize to Joe Dante for being in a horrible sequel to a different movie he had made. <laughs> I just think that's very funny. Um but the thing, <laughs> the thing in this movie with Christopher Lee is that like we get so used to Christopher Lee in these very like um, almost melodramatic sort of like evil man roles where he just has this like yeah. creepy stoic nature about him because that's just kind of who Christopher Lee is. Um, you kind of forget he had excellent comedic timing. I mean, he was just a classic actor. Yeah, very classic actor, but funny like legitimately oh. funny throughout the whole movie every time he has a joke i'm like damn it he, he's good because <laughs> he was playing it so deadpan be like well i'm an evil scientist i don't have a moral compass <laughs> there's no morals in science no and and please he, hand me that kleenex he just leaves all this sciencey stuff all over the place with abandon and no security at all nope not even close uh but then he has this uh, arsenal of uh automatic weapons in a locker right next to all that stuff just in case science ever gets out of control yeah his, <laughs> his little hobby 
oh, he, he was just he was so much fun to watch in the scenes he was in, especially even uh, with the um the two the two guys uh the two twins the, when they were like bouncing dan- dancing around with Gizmo and oh, yeah. all that. You you could see him just off to the side being like aggravated, and I found that funny. And he just delivered to, like he was so commanding in that. He didn't understand why Gizmo liked that song. No. Why why would you waste time dancing? Like the he he's just one of those guys who just he he never never turned in a like subpar performance. Didn't matter what movie he was in, how ridiculous it was. Even fucking uh Clone Wars. Like we go back to those uh Clone Wars, the prequel movies. Like you go back to those, he's still selling the hell out of every scene he's in. The the man did not he didn't know how to half ass it. And in a movie like Gremlins 2 where he plays the mad scientist who creates, creates all these surprisingly very effective potions he's still just fantastic in every scene i love christopher lee yeah or loved i guess i should I say i mean i really loved it when he got the gremlin on the hand yeah again don't ever reach in anywhere without looking no always look when you reach into something oh always always we have a handle in our in our back alley that is full of dead spiders, and I'm convinced that one of them will come back to life and bite bite me and turn me into a zombie. It's going to happen. Turn you into a zombie? Well, it's an undead spider. It came back to life. Okay, interesting. Yep. No, that's how science works. No, again, why too. all spider sons should die? <laughs> no, you need to drink the dead spider. What? What does that have to do with zombies? Because well, in the Gremlins movie, they have to drink all this stuff. They don't get well, the one gets injected. Yeah. That's how you just to fight sunlight. And then he ruins that real quick. <laughs> because for some reason he remembers the other guy. Yeah. Like they have some weird genetic memory thing. They do. There's a lot of stuff you could dive into with Gremlins that like maybe that animated series they announced for HBO Max might. I'm guessing probably won't. But they do have some sort of like memory because they see Dick Miller and they're like, I thought we killed you yesterday. I need to get you. <laughs> Poor Dick Miller. <laughs> Hey, he he realized he's not crazy. That was good. The the person who will forever need very serious therapeutic help for the rest of her life is Kate or Phoebe Cates. Uh, I I really like Phoebe Cates as I mentioned in some other episode we've done. I've always thought she was really good. I, it always kind of felt like it was her choice to stop acting, which is pretty cool. Um, but I really liked her in both the Gremlins movies, especially this one because she gets to be funny. Um, and that might be my, my funniest moment of the movie. We'll get to that at some point. Um, oh, I think I know which one you're talking about, too. But there is, there's something to be said about, what the fuck is that? Well, Gizmo's here. Get him the fuck out of here. He's not cute. <laughs> no mogwise. This is, this is a deal breaker, Billy. No fucking <laughs> mogwise. And she's 100% in the right. <laughs> I'm just like, just, just leave. She should have left. No, well, both him, her, and Billy. Billy gets a hold of, uh, Gizmo. Yeah. Say you suddenly came down with the flu or had food poisoning. Just but, get out of the building right but away. It, it, it's his uh, beautiful redheaded boss lady. With a thick accent. Very thick accent. She's phenomenal in this movie, she's, by the way. What's her name again? Bombshell. She's beautiful and fucking hysterical throughout oh she's so good in this movie i'm forgetting her name i'm looking it up havelinda morris thank you her name was marla bloodstone so good um but yeah phoebe kate's uh, why she stayed with billy after he said well gizmo's here doesn't make any sense to me but we won't have a movie otherwise so no Um, i mean we're glad she stayed being like as great as she is but (laughs) yeah she should have left absolutely um, who haven't we talked about? What what human have we missed in this that needed? Well, we didn't really talk about John Glover, his uh, depiction of Daniel Clamp, the CEO owner of the building, and how he. I love how you kind of set that he's kind of set up to be like a villainy type person at first, yeah, and then for you sure. realize no, he's just kind of almost like a child. Mm-hmm. He's like the savant person who has a ton of money, came up with this bombastic idea for an AI-controlled uh, building in the 80s, uh, and just has a wide-eyed, 
willingness to go along with whatever. It's like, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he's, he's just got such great energy in every scene. Like, particularly when uh, when Billy and the doctor, because I'm forgetting his name now, too. Forrester, I think, is, I think it was. Um, well, he's the security guy. Forrester. Well, he was the doctor in Star Trek, which oh, is why I call yes, him doctor. Oh, yes, sorry. Um, you're the one who got it in my head. Uh, but when they show up to be like, hey, there's a fucking problem in the building. And he's like, well, yeah, I know. Clearly, I just got done killing one of these things. He's like, well, why don't you... Uh, the Forrester's like, well, why don't you ask him why he knows everything? Just look at his why face. Why do you know? That's a good point, Bill. Why do you know so much? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like... The... He's just so wide-eyed and bushy-tailed throughout yeah. the whole movie. While people around him are dying, his building is fucking condemned by the yeah. end of this thing. And he's yeah. like, yeah, this is cool. He might be I was... like just the jolliest version of a psychopath ever. Yeah. <laughs> I was very surprised by his like that character when i saw him because i was expecting something completely different especially with the logo of the clamp logo a vice grip around the flattened earth it was like i was i had my eyes like kind of or my mind set on a certain way and to have him be so childlike like you guys said was a genuine surprise in this movie for me like i sit up straight like oh wow they're doing this this is kind of funny yeah, he definitely has a dark undertone in the way that he made, he pre-made a video for the end of the world. <laughs> it's the stupidest video, and he's just like tearing up, like, "Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> Why did you make that?" Well, yeah, especially since like at the very beginning, you introduce you're introduced to him through a TV, similar to like how they did with like the uh, guys in like uh, Dark Knight, when they're like, "There's that guy far away, evil, bad guy thing in a TV." It's just like, okay. He's going to be one certain way, and no. <laughs> no, he, he's actually, uh, he's, he's quite fun. And for how much his security people are like, stay away from Mr. Clamp. He's very important. He's like, get out of my way. Hi, who are you? You're Bill? Nice I to know. meet you, Bill. Nice. What are you drawing? That looks cool. Get rid of those trees. <laughs> <laughs> I get to see, my, I get to use my secret exit. Oh, my God. Oh, he's just so excited. <laughs> I love that Dick Miller just sees it and just sneaks in. Yeah. Go, Dick Miller. Uh, That's a great secret exit. It really was. It's very Batman. You know, he's rich, has a big building. Billionaires. Yeah. What are you going to do? Uh, so I guess we probably should talk a little bit about Billy. But Billy's just such a, even in the first movie, he's just such a bland character. He's the entry point. He is. It's entry ca- points in these type of movies are usually not the most bombastic. No, I always kind of feel bad for Zach because I think Zach was a good actor, but he was just not a great actor. And for some reason... It looks like he's still acting a ton, though, just in schlucky horror films. Well, then good for him. I mean, at least he kept a career going because I always liked the guy and I just never really noticed him in anything other than Gremlins and Gremlins 2. Yeah, I mean, he kind of had a thankless role of not... Like, he had to play it a little bit more straight than pretty much in this movie than literally anyone else. Like... Everyone else is so out there. And then you've got Billy, who's just, like, trying to keep up. Yeah, he, he really just kind of serves, like, a, a narrative through line of, like, all right, well, Billy's here, so this is where the plot is. Yeah. But as far as, like, goals or, like, growing or like that, like, Billy doesn't really do a lot. Like, he doesn't really he doesn't really earn a lot. He doesn't really lose a lot. Like, the stakes are never very high for him beyond he might lose his pet that he already lost. Or he might lose his girlfriend because... Which he should lose. He's not saying no to his female boss. Yeah, which which he should lose for both that and for the whole bringing a mogwai home. Yeah. I love Gizmo, and I would love to have a pet Gizmo. I never would, though, because, you know, rain. Or, you know, our air is made of water. Like, who knows how much water there has to be? Is it, If it's foggy out, do you still get gremlins? Like, the rules are a little vague for me to ever want a pet mogwai. I mean, I guess we could get away with it in California more than other states. I don't know. Sunday poured poured rain. We went to go see the circus, and there was fucking, like, a swimming pool for a parking lot. My feet were really wet. Mine were partially Mm. wet. But then there was that one year where we had a huge drought, and, like, there was no rain. Seven years. That was, like, (laughs) way more than one year. (laughs) That would have been the good time to own a mogwai. Mm. Yeah, yeah. During that stretch. Hopefully they only live, like, seven years. Well, no, we're left with the impression that Mergoas live a long time. I think they're immortal. Maybe. I don't know why I think that. Maybe Gizmo's God. (laughs) That's how he gives sentiency and pre-knowledge to all of his his offspring. I mean, it tracks. That that, that theory theory definitely holds weight for me. Well, and his offspring resent him and, you know, try to take over. Right. They try to. Don't do that. This all tracks. 
So they try to become gods themselves. We, we, we cracked Gremlins too. Gizmo is God. <laughs> God is just sitting there going, MTV? <laughs> HBO? Rambo? Rambo? Rambo. Hashtag Gizmo is God. <laughs> I mean, he already knows what Rambo is before he's ever seen it. Oh, yeah. As soon as he gets that remote, Rambo. He even knew which channel to go to for yeah. Rambo. Yeah. So he is pre, uh, pre-cognizant that, or knowledge. I think that's right. I don't know. You say precog. Me I just think speak of, well. <laughs> you say precog. <laughs> I just think of Minority Report. Yeah. And what a good fucking movie Minority Report is. And why do people stop liking Minority Report? That was a great movie. Because it doesn't feel like a Steven Spielberg movie. But it's a Tom Cruise movie. He runs a lot yeah. in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Running in the future. And it's got so, the, the guy you like in it with the blonde hair and the piercing blue eyes. He's also in all the Legends of Tomorrow show. Oh. Neil. Never... McDon no. Neil and, McDonough? No. Yes? I never remember his name. It's Neil McDonough. Sorry, John, you were saying. Why, why don't you go ahead while I look up if I'm right? Yeah, while you're looking this up, I have a kind of a disconnected anecdote because I'm looking at the uh, IMDb page right now. And the two twins, uh, Don Stanton and Dan Stanton, their yeah. characters are named Martin and Lewis. So I'm like, okay, here's another reference point. Uh, Dean Martin and uh, Jerry Lewis, like those movies. Oh. And it's just like, okay. So he's pulling... So some, from some of that goofball antics of the that team up in the movie. So uh, I just watched one called Artists and Models and just the goofball antics. Like I can see this as another inspiration point for Joe Dante in the in this movie. Just it's it's interesting catching some of these things as you think about it later. Yeah, for sure. Uh, oh, and my IMDb search turned out it was Neil McDonough. So mm. hooray! Yay. My memory is not completely failing yet. <laughs> but mine is <laughs> well you're also fading we're getting close to your bedtime so we should probably move into the end of this do you think we've covered enough um yeah. let me see uh we've already talked about dick miller um did we talk any about grandpa fred the va- the dracula guy he was yeah yeah that's kind of where i was on him like i i, I liked him a lot as a kid but that's because he was a dude in dracula makeup doing the news and then uh, I, as I got older, I realized that's all he is. Yeah, he's not, he's not <laughs> yep. really that interesting. And I didn't really find it that funny anymore. I feel like you could lose him entirely and the movie doesn't change. Except for now it's like a couple of minutes shorter. And you yeah. lose the one interview sequence with the gremlin, which is arguably one of the best scenes in the movie. But didn't need the whole subplot of Dracula guy to get there. No. Yeah, that's true. Um, then that's yes, how you I think we have... job. He, he, was, he was fine in the movie. It just, <laughs> I just got nothing out of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I said, let, let, let's wrap this thing up. So we're gonna do funniest moments, and uh, I can go first because I've already kind of mentioned mine. So if you remember the original Gremlins film, there is a moment that uh, really just kind of grinds the whole movie to a fucking halt, and it's uh, my least favorite part of the movie. A lot of people don't really like it. It is just so ridiculous and so soapy, and it's this whole segment of Phoebe Cates with the world burning around them doing this very sad story about her dad got trapped in a chimney and broke his neck and that's why she <laughs> while pretending to be Santa Claus and that's why she doesn't celebrate Christmas anymore. It's a real bummer of a moment in a movie that's kind of lighthearted and fun and also kind of scary but shockingly dark moment and in this movie they decided to make fun of that which I thought was phenomenal and it just cracked me up because it just kind of made me go like oh everyone agreed that scene was a little too much of a and <laughs> they're talking about how like we need to go back and fight like did, did George Washington never give up no did Abraham Lincoln ever give up no and Phoebe Cates just stops the whole thing she's like don't say Lincoln to me when I was a child and we're celebrating Lincoln's birthday and like everyone just starts rolling their eyes like you can almost see like Billy looking at his watch and she like starts we getting we don't have time for this honey starts getting at his, honey I'm sorry we don't we don't have time for this <laughs> she's like but it was just so horrible and they just leave the screen fucking great um, and yeah it's just like she kept kind of in, injecting random words just to continue the story just like okay now I'm kind of curious about this story <laughs> uh, it's it's just such a good just such a good moment, especially if you're a fan of the first movie. Even if you do like that moment, it's still like you'll still go, "Yeah, I get why they made fun of it." It's a little heavy. Uh, that's it for me, though. Uh, Cheer, what about you? I, it's hard for me to pick a particular moment that was funnier than all the other moments for me. But the moments I like, I really liked 
the secretary yes. moment. Type, 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 type. She's definitely <laughs> dead, by the way. She never came back. He killed that secretary. She's somewhere under the desk. We just never looked there. Um, and I also like how there was this same random another gremlin who decided to flash Phoebe Cates. Yeah. And then she kicks him in the balls. Yeah, she didn't let him get away it's with it nice this time. It's a little callback. Yeah. Uh, and John? So, for me... Like the, all those moments are really funny, and I have a hard time deciding the funniest moment. But the one that watching it, it stuck out to me the most, and I really enjoyed, was the melting and destruction of the gremlins at the very end. And I think it was just because the special effects were so icky and nasty, and like wonderfully so. Like I, it was gleeful to watch just that whole destruction play out in that final act, and just to see them slop down, and it just. This movie had a very like it knew how to play grossness for comedy and like icky 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 sticky and I really enjoyed that aspect of the end. And just just to throw one more thing on that pile, uh, again I love how committed Gremlins are to their bits. They're so committed that one dressed up like the Wicked Witch of the West when they were dying <laughs> just to go I'm melting, melting. What a world! What a world! <laughs> Fucking love Gremlins, man. They, they are the best. Definitely don't want them in my town, but my God, are they funny. Uh, Can we take them to a presidential rally? Which president? You know the answer if you're uh, if you're at all. It's all of them, honestly. Yeah, at this point, might as well. Whoever survives the <laughs> gremlin <laughs> invasion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's take all the candidates and our standing president and put them in an escape room with gremlins and see who survives. That's the new election process. <laughs> 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 or, or no, wait, you, you set them all in a room with the Mogwai and set the sprinklers to go off maybe an hour after you step out of the room and lock it. And so they're like, okay, this is just a little Mogwai. Okay, let's tell them about our policy. And then... Pshhh. But then you just have a shit ton of Mogwais. You still have to feed them after midnight. You know, like that, that's just a lot of rules. It's got to be a gremlin. Yeah. Got to be a gremlin. Otherwise, it's just going to be like a triple problem. <laughs> it's like these triples can walk and know what Rambo is. Oh, I mean, one of those presidential candidates brought a, bo- a box of donuts. <laughs> Or some food. Yeah, it, it, it'll work out. It'll be great. Um, <laughs> all right, so that's Gremlins 2. I think we covered it. We, we, we've covered as much as we can. I would say uh, let's just do a quick round the table. Do we recommend? Uh, I love the fuck out of this movie, so I obviously very, 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 very much recommend. Uh, but I also, with the caveat, highly recommend that you watch the first one before you watch this one, just because there is a lot of callbacks and references and whatnot. I would say it's definitely recommended. I enjoyed it. I would almost do a double feature of this in Mario Brothers. Ooh. Okay. Two movies of wow. <laughs> Just wow. I would argue this yeah. movie How far is did you go with this? How far? Significantly better than Mario Brothers, but they would go well together. How far can you go with this concept? That is you're Mario gonna Brothers. Go, you're you're going to go like three steps further than I thought you were going to go. <laughs> that is Mario Brothers. <laughs> and Gremlins too. Fair enough. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll give it to you. It's fair. Uh, John, recommend? Uh, yes, definitely. And it's been a while since I've seen the first Gremlins. So I would even say that it still manages, despite the references, still managed to hold up. So if oh, you can't sure. get a hold of the first one, definitely do it. But as far as a double feature goes, I would recommend uh, <laughs> watching this and High Rise with um, Loki, the uh, oh, Hiddle- Tom Hiddleston. That's a. I haven't seen it, but I would imagine that's a very different movie. Uh, uh, it's about a high rise where everything goes chaotic and goes to shit. I thought that movie was about class struggle. I haven't seen it yet, and I don't want to have anything spoiled. So let's let's leave the conversation there. Mm. Yeah. Um, but if we're all going to throw in double features, I'll throw one in too. Because why not? I think you should watch this and The Raid. That's different. Nice. Very violent movies. Both take place in a tower. I think they make a great double feature. You have crazy violence that's fun. Crazy violence that's fun to watch. No one's really having fun. No no one is having fun in the other one. But I'm having fun watching it. Whereas everyone's (laughs) having fun in the other one. Great pairing. I just don't know which one to watch first. Maybe the raid first and then Gremlins 2. So it's like, oh, everything is awful and everyone is dead. And then it's like, oh, everything's awful and, and everyone's then, dead. And imagine that you're watching Gremlins 2 with uh, Rama. Rama. And Rama's like, that looks so much easier than what I just did. <laughs> Do you have any idea how many people had to kill with a knife? 
in like five seconds. You guys just had to spray water on them and throw some electricity. <laughs> oh, that, that I have such so a great cool. idea for Gremlins 3 now. Is it Gremlins 3, the for, raid? Versus Rama. Yes. <laughs> Gremlins versus Rama. You'd have no idea what He's to do. He's a flashlight now. No, he, he'd be a wrecking ball with a flashlight. <laughs> uh, so I, I like the double features. I'm not even going to do a review system. We all liked it. We did double features. That works for me. Let's move into plugs. Uh, first and foremost, most important plug, next week on Behind the Hype, Joe Dante Week, number three, we're talking matinee. Matinee. I have not seen it since I was a child, so I don't remember if it's good or funny or really even a lot about it. And then John Goodman's in it, and it's about a movie theater, I think really don't remember but i remember loving the hell out of it so i'm very excited to go back to it i think it was another movie i saw on television as a child and all i remember is like a woman screaming and a dude carrying her through the movie theater i know it's it's got a lot of the joe dante tropes of like small town usa very picturesque town that sort of stuff so i'm very excited to go back to it i hope it holds up to my my very lofty uh memory um and then venture brothers every monday venture bros every monday uh and i'll mention samwise on tuesdays and damage boost on fridays because john can take care of the other one because that's his show and that's all of my plans yeah and then there's demon days on wednesday we just resumed and we're quite in the in the thick of a battle and more drama it's gonna be amazing yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna record some intros for that thing when we get done recording this gotta get my bullywog voice out of the basket of voices. <laughs> brick frog <laughs> brick frog uh and then chewy watch superstore 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 on nbc on thursdays at a time yeah seven eight <laughs> central i'm sure or on hulu whenever yeah, you watch want because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> i don't remember uh so that's it we've done it we have gremlins tued and plugged so now Yay. now all we have to do is say goodbye Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Rambo. Rambo.